Ready. You're listening to another episode of the Zag Eric Soap here. Excited to be joined by 2019 NLC fellow Vivian Wong. Continuing our series of featuring our amazing new fellows. We'll hear what she's up to, working on, and excited about when it comes to the Institute. Thanks for listening. Let's get to it. All right, Vivian, when people ask you what you do for a living, how do you answer that question? Well, I'm an education attorney and Skadden Law Fellow at Learning Rights Law Center. I work to provide trauma-informed special education legal services to young people who are involved in the juvenile justice system. And then when people think education attorney, they don't always necessarily think about those things that you just mentioned. What do you feel like people's misperceptions are of your, your job or what you actually do on a day-to-day basis? You know, I'm not quite sure what they think, but I, I don't know if they know that we sue school districts. <laughs> <laughs> and so what does it take for a school district to get sued? So a lot of it is uh, for students with disabilities, they have certain rights and protections. They are entitled to a free, appropriate public education and to have their disability-related needs met. And in terms of protections uh, in the realm of uh, school discipline, they can't be expelled for disability-related behavior. And so a lot of what I do is to uh, help students get the services that they need to learn better in school and to also uh, prevent them from being expelled for disability-related behavior. And is it a case where families who feel like their students are not being served well reach out to you, or do you keep an eye on maybe like district data? So if you saw suspension rates were spiking for a SPED population or another student population, you would intervene? How does your your work actually start? Yes. Uh, So I actually get my referrals from defense attorneys because all of my clients are involved in the justice system. I work with defense attorneys to identify students with educational needs, which are all of them, quite honestly. Uh, And what you mentioned about the stats is interesting because you can't really rely on the stats anymore because schools are still uh, involuntarily transferring students uh, without actually formally uh, expelling them. And did you always know you wanted to be a lawyer or how did this come about? I did, actually. Uh, When I was probably like seven years old, I asked my parents, uh, what what is the highest paying job? Uh, (laughs) You know, we were a family of immigrants and we both my parents were public school teachers. And I really wanted to give back to them and make as much money as I could. And then somewhere down the line, I became a real person and uh, became really passionate about education equity disability and racial justice. And I told them I wanted to be a public interest lawyer. And they're like, well, well, I guess there goes the house and the chauffeur. And <laughs> yeah. There's still, there's still time. You can play the lotto. You can, yeah, there's all yeah, sorts of ways yeah. to do it. That's funny. That's what was your experience like growing up in schools? Did you go to public schools? Did you go to uh, different kinds of schools? What was that like? Public schools uh, through K-12. Um, I went to a private university for college. Um, but I, I really enjoyed my time in school. Um, but I know that m- many others didn't have that privilege. Yeah. And you've also done a fair amount of work on disability activism. Can you share a little bit more about that? Sure. Um, so I have a disability as well, a very visible congenital one. Uh, so I've grown up with it my whole life. And it was really in high school when I uh, became um, to question it and to uh, learn how to identify with my disability. 
And in college, that became even more clear. And I was seeking a community uh, who um, who had the same feelings. And so in college, I created a student organization called Power to Act, Abilities Coming Together. And it was a safe space for students with hidden and visible disabilities uh, to, um, you know, to share to share what we know and to uh, find community. Nice. And then have you been able to continue some of that work here in Los Angeles or does the ed- education attorney stuff take up too much time? It does take a lot of time, um, although I uh, have been informally like seeking community. Yeah, great. Listen, last thing, what are you most excited about when you think about the 2019 NLC fellowship? I am really excited to learn from everyone. I, I really liked everyone that I've met through like the interview process. And I've actually already started getting lunch with a few of oh, nice. So I'm excited. Cool. We're excited to have you and excited to kick things off in January. And thanks for everyone who's listened to this episode of The Zag. You can find all the Zag episodes featuring our 2019 fellows in the usual places, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher. There's 19 other ones. Check them out. They're great. Until next time. Take care.